All right, so welcome everyone to Rosedale Bible College's uh, Chapel Follow-Up Podcast. We are just getting going here with some more, um, this is a Pathway Chapel Follow-Up. Uh, so Pathways is kind of a series we've been doing here at Rosedale where we're kind of focusing on just the vocational journey and kind of how God has led different professionals um, in, their, in their careers and their journeys. Um, so if you haven't listened to um, the original chapel, um, chapel address, a speaker, um, you can find that also on our podcast channel here and encourage you to listen to that first. But if not, you can join in with us here as we're kind of digging a little deeper. Um, so my name's Erica and I'm here with uh, Jeremy Miller who is president of Rosedale as of three years? Three years ago. Three years, there you go. So it's, he knows what he's doing now. <laughs> <laughs> that's going a little far. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but yeah, we're also here with um, his good friends, uh, Les and Lori Miller from Holmes County area. Is that correct? Is that a broad terminology I'm using? That's pretty general. I mean, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> All right. Um, it's not an Ohio resident. That's where I would classify Northern Ohio. But <laughs> yeah. Um, so you guys are owners of 89 Homes. Is that correct? That is correct. All right. Yes. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about kind of what you do with that and kind of how you guys got there? Just a little summary. So 89 Homes is a, is a building company. We build new homes, and the company's been around for over 45 years itself. Um, interestingly, going back, it was actually started by an, a relative of mine a um, long way back. But anyway, so that's what we do. We build, we design and build new homes all over um, the central area of Ohio. So, And, and we, kind of going back a little bit less, um, was in construction his entire kind of career leading up to it, doing all kinds of different things. And then in 2007, kind of started his own, uh, was kind of a, a remodeling business, actually, is kind of how we got started there and then kind of grew from that. Yeah, and so I was fortunate to be able to have Lori in my life. We got married in 99, and in like she said, in seven, I kind of stepped out on my own and and was able to, to do practice construction, so to speak, and figure out how to make money for a couple of years. Um, and Lori had a, had a nice job at a, at a local company, Weaver Leather, and worked there for about 23 years. And I had been pestering her to come work for us mm-hmm. or for me for a number of years. And we know that there is going to be challenges if, if um, you don't, like, separate at all during the day. Like, <laughs> you're there all the time. It's, like, 24 hours uh, a day. But... Um, anyway, we didn't know for sure where we were heading with that, but we did end up, like Lori said, we, we are at the owners of 89 homes and, um, previous owner in 13 passed away and it opened up an opportunity for us to take our remodeling slash new home construction by, by the time 13 rolled around from seven when we started, um, to be able to, to sell and build, like Lori said, design new homes. And, and she's done a fantastic job in the design area. It is a huge part of the home building business is to be able to like lay have nice layouts and find out who people are and what they're looking for not only products itself but uh, areas in the home that are super important for people and it changes from like like you know years years gone by like people in the past would sit in you know the the guys would sit in one area of the house and the women would sit in the other area of the house and now everybody's just together doing life. And I think that's what we're striving for, not only in our business, but as all aspects of life is so to do community well. Mm-hmm. And that has shown up, I feel like, in our housing market. And and then, of course, we're 
everything that we do is central about us being Christians, that we follow Jesus. And pretty much every decision that we make is based on that principle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just becomes who you are. So we are, yeah, we are fortunate enough to be able to um, have quite a bit of work here in 2021, even coming through COVID. We were super blessed. Um, it was, you know, it, it was a struggle like it was for everybody else, but yeah, we're pretty fortunate. So Les, you, you mentioned you bought the business in 2013 and you alluded to Lori's strengths being that she brings, uh, she helps people figure out what they're looking for, color, layout, those types of things. Is that correct? Yes. And what, so then what, Les, what, what do you bring to the business or how does that play with <laughs> Lori's strengths? I can answer that for him. Okay. <laughs> so Les, um, the, the huge thing that Les brings to the business, and he'll be very humble and won't share this as easily, is when, you know, all those years that he was growing up in construction, he physically knew how to build a home. It wasn't just something on a piece of paper. Um, so that's the aspect that he brings is that reality is I have a vision of what I want the house to look like. I have a vision of what it wants to look like. And he goes, but Lori, you can't build it like that. It can't hang from the sky. So, <laughs> so that's the, just as a, as a team, that's been huge for us is, is less can be very, um, arch- you know, just very practical on how to build it. And I come with the side of, but that doesn't look good. Let's, let's redo that. And I think, the part that we want to bring to our customers is, you know, they see us um, working as a couple and building homes and, and doing big decisions like that. I don't, you know, and you have other big decisions in your life, but as a couple, it's important that you are together in that decision. And so I feel that's part of where we can even model, you know, Christ in we don't always agree. And sometimes we do not agree in front of our customer but it is then showing that respect and saying, I understand what you're mm-hmm. saying. So um, not to cut less out, but that the, he, do, he really does. And, uh, you know, that aspect of how to build a home has been a huge, huge advantage for us. And that he is able to draft, like literally he, he creates it. As I always say, sketch it on a napkin and he'll draw it for you. So, mm-hmm. And I do, yeah, I would, I would say that I do when I, when I create these designs, I do physically in my head, I built this thing from ground up. I'm using my hammer, I'm using the saw, you know, I've got my tool trailer out there and I'm literally doing it. And I'm thinking of, well, if I do this and then that's going to require a crane and I'm always, all, the end goal is to save money and do it efficiently, but bring extreme value to the project without breaking the bank. But and yeah. That's cool. I'm curious. So as someone who comes from a family business, um, you've highlighted a little bit just kind of the the challenges that go with working together as a couple in a family. What have been just like, I don't know, what are some of the the good things that you've seen from that? And what are some of the hard things? How have you maybe set boundaries or what have, I don't know, elaborate on that journey a little bit more? Well, I think for us, I would say initially, you know, as if you go back and listen to the, you know, as I said previously, Les had wanted me to work for him. And I said, I did not want to because I didn't, I said, you're not a very nice person, even though he was my husband. Um, I knew that Les is very meticulous in how he works. And it's very, very important that it's done absolutely correctly, you know, so that aspect of it. So I think for us, 
we had to learn our roles. You had to learn what is Les's strength and what is my strength and to appreciate those independently and respect that. But I, the, the big blessing is, um, I remember before, you know, we had this, Les would be gone evenings and Saturdays and early and late, and we didn't see him that much. And so, um, you know, ne- and I never quite understood that until we're together. So we we do get to see each other at work every day. And so that aspect of it, but then also allowing our girls to kind of tie into that, our family to tie into that. So it has been a few, huge blessing. Um and, and just financially, it has blessed us as a family, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot that weighs on. If this thing goes down, we're we're going down as a family. But mm-hmm. I think that's the other aspect of it is, is you know, um, we have been very blessed by that. So, you know, just for things that we've been able to experience as a family related to the business, not just Les and I, but then um, including our family with it. So, mm-hmm. so Lori, what, I, what I'm hearing you say is that um, before when Les had his own kind of business it was less and then the rest of you didn't get a share in that journey as much but now that you're all part of the business uh-huh. it's not that the hours got less uh no pun intended <laughs> but it's that the family all was able to share in what was going on there yeah we actually have this joke that girls are a little bit older now but and, and when they were younger we would literally say we're going on a road trip and we would pack snacks and we would and and we would go from one site to the next and we might spend you know, see three, four, five different places. And the girls would always go in and they would try to find, where's that hidden closet, you know, where there's different things that they would try to find. Well, we tried to make it, it was still work for us, but, you know, trying to include them in what we were doing and that they get to see the things that we do every day. Mm -hmm. That sounds really neat. Mm -hmm. Was it difficult ever to like leave work at the office instead of going home or is it just kind of part of the normal <laughs> routine it it still is <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, w- I would say we're still trying to figure out yeah. where what's work and what's not mm-hmm. work at times and and we're we're still learning uh we just had a guy tell me about two weeks ago that i have got to figure this out do you know at some point you gotta you gotta be able to pull away from the office uh unfortunately the, you know we're so mobile um everything that i do at work basically i can do at home um, is finding the, finding the, looking at the clock and figuring out, you know, when it's five o'clock, six o'clock, mm-hmm. it's time. And I have not completely figured that out yet. When, when the demands are there, you're trying to, you're trying to supply energy and whatever else it takes to meet it. But yeah, it does come with a challenge, but I would agree too that Lori said that you rely on people's strength, not only like hers and mine, but the rest of our guys as well mm-hmm. that work for us. We have a good group of guys, but rely on each other's strength and it is it is it has been a huge blessing to be able to be uh, working with Lori I enjoy it tremendously 95% of the time (laughs) (laughs) we're still working on the balance I mean I I would say that it's probably the biggest challenge for us right now and Mm -hmm. I'm sure girls would attest to it is that as as business has really taken off um we're not in balance. I'll, I'll just be very frank to say, and it's not something that we're proud of, and we know that we need to work on that. So, so yeah. does that mean that you start looking to hire more people, or does that mean you start looking to like configure things differently, or is it all of the above? What What does that mean for you? 
It's all of the above. And, and so we've started that process as we're trying to eliminate things that rely on, on either myself or for less. Who else can do those? We keep parsing that down and parsing that down and saying, what are the things that we both, that are key for us as a business? What is the only thing that I can do and the only thing that less can do? And hopefully eventually that becomes zero. Hopefully that eventually becomes where they can all do all things. We are trying to work ourselves out of a job. We've got a ways to go. And we both have a servant's heart, so it's very hard for us to say no. And and that strength becomes a weakness when you don't say no at times. It's part so. of what helped you build the business, but it, it will it, might also really undermine you eventually. Correct. I would yeah. absolutely agree with that. And just to give you a little bit of history on, like when we started in 13, we built eight homes. And you know, it worked great for uh, the company had one employee, and then it was us two, and we had two two employees as well that we bought on board. And then we built eight homes. The so next year we built 12. We went to 18 two years in a row. We went to 29, went to 40, 59, and then 57 last year, even year of COVID. And we might build 80 homes this year. So that just to give you a little bit of history, it's just we're adding people mm-hmm. and vehicles and tools and, and it's just, it's, yeah. And, and we need, yeah, we should, we have to figure out, you know, what is, what is a good balance mm-hmm. instead of just trying to build whatever we can. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it used to be just to give you a little bit of history too. We, when we came in, we were building homes that cost maybe 175 to 250,000. Now we're pushing um, you know, 600, 700, we're pushing one that's a million. It's mm-hmm. just, there's just a completely different mm-hmm. home that we're building now. And they take tons and tons of time to create those. Uh, and you want to treat the guy that's getting a $600,000 house. You try to give him as much energy, that couple as a guy that's building one that's, you know, 175 maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we try to do that. It's um, equally important. It doesn't matter yeah. what the cost is. Their their home is important. It's important to them. Yeah. So, yeah. and that means that your vision for what you're about has to be bigger than the dollar bill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you guys want to talk about that just a little bit? Some of the things that drive you internally. Yeah, I would say even one thing that we see, in especially in in like 2020 with COVID, is people taking advantage of situations. And we have did, we have chosen to make sure that, uh, like we shared over at Chapel, that the checkbook is not the only measuring stick. Like it can't be the biggest measuring stick. It really can't be because it's not. It's I mean it's not going to withstand the storms uh, when things come. Well, the other thing we do is we find that for us that we become friends with. I'm not going to say every person, but. Every home that we built, if we went down through, we would have something that we could tell you about that, those people. Um, it's such a treat for them to come back and share with us and understand that what, what we built for them is that's where their family is going to, you know, live, um, that it's built well, that it's going to be there for a long time. And so just, um, it's amazing how many people we connect with that are, you know, people, that are Christians. Um, it's also amazing to me that people that maybe you wouldn't think so, it's amazing how quickly they pick up on our demeanor and they're, and they'll comment. They'll maybe say something, Oh, I, sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to offend you, but just to be that light out there, I think that's our vision is how many people 
that they have a great building experience that, you know, that's good, but what else did they see? What was it about that experience that they had that says, I need, I want what they have, you know, what, why are you guys okay with this? You know, why do you do it like this? Um, so I think that's our bigger vision overall is to say, how do we impact the kingdom Mm -hmm. with what we're doing every day? That's really encouraging to hear. I mean, I just, I love that mindset. People sometimes get stuck in this rut of, well, I have to be a pastor. I have to be a missionary to spread the kingdom. It's like, oh no, like you're in an incredible position. <laughs> yeah. And if not even more so in some ways as you, as you connect with that. So that's really encouraging to hear. Have you found any like pushback from like vendors or suppliers or clients of like, why would you, why would you not push for the dollar more than that? Or? We actually have. Yes. Um, that is something that, um, I think we, um, it's something we established early on that we were um, we were focused on quality, and we constantly have people who come in and say, "Well, I can save you a month. I can save you money here. I can save you a dollar here. I can, you know, what if we did this?" And for Les and I, that has been something that's really kind of a foundation for us. I'm not about cutting the corner to make the dollar. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it is a lot more, we, I guess, want to be very concerned about the quality. And so there's a lot of times where salespeople will bring stuff in. And I said, if this is going to be lesser quality, I'm not interested. And, and sometimes I'll just kind of look at you or even like rebates or programs where like, if you do this, we'll give you this back. And I'm like, um, or you sign up and I'll send you a hundred dollars. And I'm like, um, no, I want a relationship that's long-term. And so w- that's one of the things we do with all of our subcontractors. So, well, there's a lot of people we work with, and we're very loyal to them. Um, we don't jump ship because of cost, and, and that's a choice that we get to make. You know, if they say, well, well, we need to raise our price. And I said, you need to be in business to make money. That's why you're in business. That's why we're in business. So we get to choose that. So a lot of loyalty there, I guess. And so... It, it can be tempting at times, I will tell you. And that's that's a big thing that you see in business is people, like I said, it's so focused around money mm-hmm. and making sure that that's not your number one priority. Mm-hmm. So I always say if I have to save $100, if that's going to be the make or break, I should probably shouldn't be in business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's good. What? Um, so someone may be starting small. Um, you talked, I think, a little bit of just some advice points like, so say someone's moving into your career or any other career, just like, I'm starting small. And I think a lot of what you guys are saying is just kind of like you just kept moving forward and kept saying, well, we're going to do what's in front of us. Are there any other advice you would give to either college kids or even adults who are maybe switching careers? I mean, I know you went through that process of mm-hmm. compl- a pretty different career <laughs> switch Very there. different, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's like someone switching over? What advice would you give there? Um, I, I think for me, just in that time, is really, really lean into God and, and be patient. I, I will tell you, I'm the least patient person that you're, I'm not a patient person. Um, but understanding, I think understanding that there's a bigger story, there's a bigger story out there. I don't know what it is, but I do know that God knows, and I need to do what I'm doing today to the best of my ability. Do what you're doing to the best of your ability every day, being honest, doing what is right. And it'll, it'll, People will notice. God will notice, and he'll set things up for you. Um, the other thing is, nothing is too small for God. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's one of the things that I learned at, in my career is that the small details, God cares about every one of those. 
and and just that nothing's too small nothing's too small for what you're doing yeah that's good yeah and I, I do would agree with what Lori's saying and and even alluding to the fact that you know we are where we're at today but doesn't mean that we're going to be there tonight we're not promised another day god has just given us a task at hand and if if um tomorrow next year we're at the same place great if not uh hopefully we're in god's will uh, but yeah i um, small steps are they definitely seem like they're they're the way to go was for us anyway mm-hmm. even even in we we say all these things too jeremy and and it is we're, we're still teaching ourselves as well it's it's going to be never ending as far as that goes we're not the greatest disciplined couple as far as creating space creating time for ourselves uh, for uh, our two girls as well um but we're, we're still working on it. We're, we'll continue to work on it. But that's, you, and it's just like reading the Bible. You read it over and over again because you want to make sure you kind of ingrain that in you. And so we're talking about it in hopes that we'll get a little better at it. The other thing I would just say that I would share for us, I think has been very helpful. There's when those challenging times sometimes come up, you know, you have a very difficult customer. Or there's something that just did not go right. Um, being able to check ourselves against each other and say, you're very, like I said, you could, you know, we're going to snap back at them. You just, you know, or we're just not going to correct that. That's not my fault. But to say, but in the end, what is the right thing to do? And I think that's something that both of us has done well, you know, in that frustration moment to go back and say, always still do the right thing and then walk away. You know, that's all that we're called to do. Yeah, no, that's good. Thank you for that. Les, you started from, so this was like always your track you were headed on, correct? Was that intentional or was it just kind of like, well, I'm doing this and then we'll see what happens or how? Yeah, it was just kind of the thing to do. You know, in construction, there Uh was probably 80% of the kids that I grew up with were in some type of construction. Either if not, they were in agricultural. Mm -hmm. And so it was just one of the things that we did and it just kind of grew into it. And I always, always felt like I wanted to do something on my own. But I never was really the type to be like super bold and go out. And I still am not sure how I pulled it off. I really am not. Because I <laughs> talked to Lori for years. You know, I would say two, three years we talked about it. I think, you know, maybe maybe this is a good time. Um, and then one, I had an opportunity to do a project all by myself for about a week. And I would work with four to five people on a crew every day for 15 years, basically. And then and I was so excited about going to work again i was just kind of tired of what i was doing Mm -hmm. and i wanted something that has a little bit more um well i used to go to work and then go home and i just went home and work work was done i didn't want it to be done i i love what i did i wanted to have something more and that's when we kind of said you know what we're going to try it in in seven we we said we're going to try it, and it's worked out well, of course. But. I think it was actually he said, I'm quitting my job in six weeks, and we're going to do a new business. And, and, it, and it wasn't that it wasn't that he that we hadn't talked about it, but Lust doesn't give himself enough credit where he steps out. You know, there's just things that times when I know when Lust says this is what it's going to be, I know that's the right time because sometimes I can be that pessimist a little bit to say, well, you know, it's going really good now. Let's not rock this boat. You know, let's just keep going. And so he has been very faithful and very, you know, willing to take that, you know, step out and do those things. So, um, yeah. Cool. Very cool. Uh, Lori, do you want to highlight a little bit more? You mentioned just, so we talked a little bit about the 
big drastic change of career. Did you feel like you had to start over or were there, were there carryovers maybe from one job to the next or? Um, it was um, initially when it happened, it felt um, like everything had, had just stopped. Everything that I had kind of worked for had stopped. Um, but it didn't take me long um, to start realizing some of those, you know, leadership traits and those kinds of things really were going to start happening again. And I always had, I always liked the idea of designing and decorating and, and pulling colors. So that was actually something just kind of as a hobby, things that I enjoyed to do. I, and I was, oh, wouldn't that be really cool if I got to do that for a living? Um, never intending that it would ever turn into something again, just one of those other God things that just kind of happens. Um, I, it did initially. Yes, mm -hmm. it did. And then what was very, the biggest change for me was, you know, having, you know, people that you just, basically my job previously as a COO was just answering questions and trying to give direction. There was nothing that really, if I didn't show up for the day, you know, there was just maybe questions that didn't go answered to being, I had to be the person who then had to make it happen. There was nobody there to pick up the pieces. If I didn't do it, it wasn't going to happen. So I think that was kind of my biggest step that I was very different um, for me as I changed that. But now going forward, I'm, I'm extremely thankful for all the opportunity I had because as, as we continue to grow and as our business continues to grow, I see a lot of those things that I was able to be a part of and experience coming right back into play again and just being able to lean on those. And I might jump in just a little bit on, because I was going to talk about it uh, for a couple of questions ago. You asked me, yeah. I can't remember what you asked me, but <laughs> I was going to say, I am the guy with the tool truck and she is the business mind. And that's what she learned in her, for, her previous uh, position okay. is she was very fortunate to be able, and she has a, people just tend to have leadership qualities as we know, and she has them. And she does, she brings a ton to the table that would not have been, there's no way that we would have, we would be at 89 if, if Lori had not, you know, had a career change. Um, cause we wouldn't have done it without her. There's no way. And I would have not felt okay for sure. I would have been able, I would have just grown what I had and that could have probably been okay as well. Uh, I think God's more interested in the journey than he is in, in some of the other details. Uh, but yeah, so she was in that place for 22, 23 years and it gave her tons of experience. Mm -hmm. I feel like in, in that's, and that's what she brings there and mm -hmm. people notice, people notice quickly, uh, as, and Jeremy, <laughs> you would know as well. People know the traits that we have and people pick up on that very much. Yeah. Uh, uh, you, you mentioned that in chapel, this in chapel and then here again, that God's more interested in the journey than the end destination. I love that. Um, as people who are responsible for a business, how do you, um, how do you hold that intention of uh, the, the idea of setting goals of, of having a picture where you want to go and of realizing that part of our job is to, is to see what God's doing right now and enjoy the place that he has us. I, I don't know if that question makes sense. Um, so we do have goals, um, but I'll confess, I'm 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 one of those people that I when I had to sit down and write goals, it's like oh, it was just something on a piece of paper, and I was mm. just going to measure. And once I got there, I was just going to start over again. So for me, the goal is the vis is a little bit more my vision. So vision is 
where do you, I can't quite tell you. If you would have told me again, going back three, four years, that we would be where we're at now, I would have said, I don't, I don't know how that can happen. But to, to keep that vision there to say, we need to build the best home we can every time. And when there's something that is no longer allowing you to do that, that means it's time to step away or make a change. And I, and, and so I think for us, you know, yeah, we are on track. We're going to build a lot of homes, but, um, that, that is that, that little, that's still out there. You still hang on to those. Those are things that you hang on to, but that's a part of what you measure. But how well did I do overall? How well, like you go back and you look at your customers and you say, how did they feel? Yeah. You know? You're measuring different things. It's not the primary measurement is not how many homes can we build this year? It's did we build the homes we built well? And then with each one of those, there's things that are going to come up and say, so what do we change today to yeah. make it better going forward? Right. How, you know, and that's that you're never going to end. That's the thing. It's never going to end. Yeah. But that, um, that, that vision is again, just bigger than numbers. Mm -hmm. It is so much. And we keep talking about how many homes we built, but it's really not about that. Yeah. It is, it is. And I have to keep telling myself that because it is, you know, kind of a status symbol when people ask you, do you know, what, what are you doing? You know, how many homes you build, but I don't want it to be about that at all. I want it to be about being transparent with our customers. And Lori talked, of, you know, just a couple of times about, you know, when the tough situation comes up and we learn from each of those tough situations, we learn something that might make just a slight change for us, you know, for the upcoming projects that we have going on. Uh, and so it, it's, it's, it's always good. learning. It's always learning. But it is. It is. You know, when people walk up to you and say, hey, you know, how's your business doing? And you're going, oh, we're building great homes. You know, mm -hmm. who says that? You know, of course, there's there's a number, a goal. There's a measurement to it that's relatable to people. But in the end, that making sure that's not our only goal. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. I think it's evident, too, just hearing, yeah. talking with you guys. It's like, oh, yeah, like, you're not just saying that. Like, it's very clear. You wouldn't have had to tell me just now for me to say, oh, no, they there's a bigger picture for you guys in your in your business here then and what's going on there yeah so yeah well we're almost to the end of our time here um no last final questions I guess um but yeah I just thank you guys for taking time to talk with us um I think Jeremy summed up things well at the end of chapel just kind of the idea of start small and do the next thing just take what God's placed in front of you as your um let him kind of build what what your life is going to look like and what you have so um yeah I absolutely would agree yeah. you know just listening God's there he's mm -hmm. there Thank yeah. you much for having us. It's been fun. Yeah. It's been our it's been treat. Been great day away from the office. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening and joining in on our conversation. And you can check back later for more conversations like this.